Welcome to One Thin Dime, a comic book podcast focusing on the golden and early silver ages of comics. I'm your host, Sammy, a.k.a. The Comic Book Kid. The purpose of this podcast is to highlight characters and origins who may not be so well known, but are significant to the history of the medium. Each episode, I choose a comic with a caveat that the original cover price was 10 cents. Please remember, any characters I discuss on this podcast are the sole copyright of the respective owners. So, with no further ado, let's check out what's on the shelves of the old five and dime for my flexible fourth episode. Charles Caleb Colton is quoted as saying, Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. If that is the case, the comic book industry has been flattering itself since the beginning. Creators would draw on many of the same inspirations when writing or designing new characters, and publishers, always seeking the next new thing, would follow the trends. If you don't believe me, just look at the amount of litigation National Allied Publications, DC Comics, filed to protect Superman. Poor man has still got bullied all the time. Characters with similar powers, such as flight, super strength, or gadgets, filled comics in the Golden Age. So it wasn't a stretch, pun intended, that elasticity would become a superpower. Throughout the history of the medium, there have been many stretchy characters. Mr. Fantastic, who was introduced in Marvel's Fantastic Four, Issue 1, November 1961, is probably among the most well-known. But we can also think about DC's Elongated Man, from Flash, Issue 112, May 1960, or even Elastigirl, from Disney and Pixar's The Incredibles in 2004. Jimmy Olsen even got into the act when he was granted the powers to become Elastic Lad in Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, Issue 31, September 1958. Olsen even got honorary membership to the Legion of Superheroes. But there is one Golden Age character that bounces, pun intended, to the top, in my opinion. That is Plastic Man. Though he was preceded by Timely's robot character, Flexo the Rubber Man, in Mystic Comics, Issue 1, March 1940, Plast would first appear in Police Comics, Issue 1, cover dated August 1941. Plastic Man would be published by Quality Comics from 1941 to 1956 and be revived in 1966 after DC Comics purchased a number of Quality's characters. Amidst the lineup of Golden Age heroes, Plastic Man had a very distinguishing trait. He started out as a crook, one Patrick Eel O'Brien, specialist in safe-cracking. Plast would be one of the first of a line of ne'er-do-wells turned do-gooder. Check out the origins of Marvel's Hawkeye, Black Widow, Scarlet Witch, and Quicksilver, among others, to see that trend in the Silver Age. Like many characters at the time, Plastic Man would also get a sidekick in the form of Woozy Winks, providing both comic relief as well as someone to assist O'Brien in his adventures. With that said... Let's look back at Police Comics Issue 1 in The First Appearance Flashback. My source for this issue is the DC Comics Millennium Edition, Police Comics Number 1, copyright September 2000. Plastic Man's first story opens during a robbery at the Crawford Chemical Works. Fired on by the police, one of the gang, named The Eel, is covered in a vat of acid. 
Il escapes, but succumbs to the effects of the acid, falling unconscious. He awakens in the mountain retreat, rest haven, attended by a kindly old man who really looks like he got his look from Robin Hood's Friar Tuck. Eel soon finds that his body has gained elastic powers, stretching in all manner of shapes. He determines that his newly acquired skills could be used to help him atone for his past deeds. Returning to the city, Eel decides to play double agent with his old gang as they plan to rob the bank messenger and the half million dollar in bills he's carrying. Hmm, no armored cars available that day? As the thugs enter the building, Eel secretly changes into his new costume, revealing his hero guise of Plastic Man. Contorting his body into numerous shapes, Plast stops the criminals and returns the money to the bank. He decides to keep up both roles as hero and villain in order to get the inside information on criminal activities. In the final panel, Plass, now back in his suit and fedora as Eel, remarks, I never knew fighting for the law could be so much fun. And that, dear listeners, is how the comic book reading population was introduced to Plastic Man. But who created Eel O'Brien and his stretchy alter ego? Let's step over to the Creator Corner. Jack Cole started his career in the business working for Harry A. Chesler. Chesler was the first comic book packager, supplying comic concepts for the newly established market. Cole would work under various pseudonyms from 1936 to 1939, before being hired as the editor on Silver Street Comics for Lev Gleason Publications. Jack would also do work for MLJ. See my Star Spangled second episode for more on them. Here, he worked on the Comet for Pep Comics. Cole was hired by Everett Busy Arnold for Quality Comics in 1940, working with the great Will Eisner to reprint the Spirit newspaper strips for the company. Speaking of imitation, Jack would create a character called Midnight in Smash Comics issue 18, January 1941. Midnight was a spirit-inspired hero, complete with fedora and domino mask. Cole would work as a ghost artist for the Spirit during Eisner's service in World War II. Jack created Plastic Man as a backup feature in Police Comics, but the character proved quite popular, gaining his own title in 1943 with a cover date of February 1944. After his comic work, Jack Cole would go on to create art for Playboy as well as the daily newspaper strip Betsy and Me. Jack's humor and art style in the Plastic Man comics made the characters stand out to readers, many of whom went on to become comic creators themselves. This leads us to a bit of exploration of the Plastic Man legacy in modern mythology. Like many Golden and Silver Age characters, Plastic Man has received numerous revisions since his introduction in Police Comics. The detective nature of the character, as well as his abilities, make Plast a versatile addition to any comic series or team. DC would reintroduce Plastic Man in House of Mystery, issue 160, July 1966, spurring a not-so-successful series revival. 
Plastic Man Would Again Be Revived in 1976 with art by Ramona Fraden, as well as a run in the 1980s issues of Adventure Comics by Joe Staten. The character would spring, pun intended, into All-Star Squadron, cover dated September 1981 by Roy Thomas and Rich Buckler. That would take him back to his FBI days. DC would attempt again in 1988, 1999, and 2003 to bring the Sultan of Stretch back to comics. It was Grant Morrison, though, in his JLA series that brought Plastic Man to be a full-fledged member of the Justice League of America. Plastic Man has also teamed with other once-quality stalwarts in The Freedom Fighters, and most recently, following the events of Scott Snyder's Dark Knights, Plass has been seen in the pages of The Terrifics, along with the Michael Holt Mr. Terrific and Metamorpho. Gail Simone even penned a six-issue miniseries re-envisioning Ill O'Brien and his alter ego. Plastic Man has a story history in the comics, but where else can we find the adventures of our stretchy superhero? Let's check out some mixed media. Due to the nature of his powers, Plastic Man easily lends himself to animated interpretations. His debut on the small screen was an appearance on the 1973 episode of Super Friends, titled Professor Goodfellows, G-E-E-C. Geek? Hmm. Works for me. Plass was voiced by Norman Alden. Alden has numerous voice credits to his filmography, including Disney's The Sword in the Stone and Transformers the Movie, as well as live-action roles in Back to the Future, Tim Burton's Ed Wood, and even the 1966 Batman television series as Joker's henchman number one in Joker Trumps an Ace, Batman Sets the Pace. From 1979 to 1981, Plass even had his own animated series, The Plastic Man Comedy Adventure Show, voiced by the great Michael Bell. Bell has provided voices for characters in animated series such as Transformers and G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero, as well as on-screen roles in both Dallas and the original series of Star Trek. Instead of Woozy Winks, the series had the sidekick of Hula Hula and Plass's girlfriend, Penny. Even the voice of SpongeBob himself, Tom Kenny, would portray the Sultan of Stretch in both Batman the Brave and the Bold and the Plastic Man series of DC Nation shorts. Both series would play to Plass's ability to provide humor against the very Fist of Justice style Batman played by Dietrich Bader. Plastic Man has made cameo appearances in numerous DC-based animated features and video games, from the adaptation of Darwin Cook's Justice League New Frontier to the Lego DC Superheroes films. But it was 2018's Teen Titans Go to the Movies that debuted the India Rubber Man to movie audiences. Voiced by Joey Capabianca, Plast was one of the heroes that received his own movie, much to Robin's chagrin. Speaking of chagrin, the shop owner is asking me if I'm actually going to buy something this week. Better call it an episode, folks. Though not as well known as other heroes, Plastic Man is still one of the comic book legacies that originated in the Golden Age. There's no telling where this pliable paladin may show up again, 
But Plass seems to be a character that's loved by many creators, from Alex Ross to Grant Morrison. Maybe Kevin Smith's animated movie pitch will eventually get the green light. Who knows? Thanks for joining me for my fourth episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave me feedback on your podcatcher of choice or just simply tell a friend. This show is a work in progress. I hope to continue to build my format and my listeners. Subscribe to see which character I may choose next time for my fiendish fifth episode. And just remember, all these adventures were once available for one thin dime. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 